From technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution, a culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and delivering the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. Welcome to Keeping IT Brief. I'm your host, Marianne Brown. Today I'm being joined by Jerry Kurtz, the Executive Vice President of Insights and Data at Capgemini. Thanks for joining me today, Jerry. Let's get right into it. So how would you summarize best practices in the AI space? Well, so several items in this regard. One is that we don't think that it should be technology-led. It should be, and some of this may be motherhood and apple pie, but it's a business-led effort in the AI world. Business ownership is key. Another item is we found over the years that if, if you do this right, for every dollar you're spending in the space, you should be getting at least $10 of value. Uh, and, and if you prioritize and sequence use cases properly, they can be uh, self-funded you know, within a quarter or two as opposed to a year or two. Um, I've done many, many strategies with and for companies as I, as you know, at, at Capgemini, and and I've even worked with one where a CFO came to us before we started the strategy work, and they asked, they asked us to help them find five hundred million dollars. I mean, there's really some big value that can be had in this space. I mean, in that particular case, we actually found one point two billion during a during an eight week exercise. Another area is, um, you know, to get to get the process going, you need to cast the net wide to identify use cases. I think of it as hyper ideation, you know, 50 plus use cases or more that clients should be going after in this area. We're limited by our own creativity, but we need to make sure that once we identify those use cases, the reason you need to cast the net wide is because you're looking for the low hanging fruit. And if you only identify five or 10, maybe none of them will be low hanging fruit. But if you identify 40 or 50, you're bound to find some that are good to start with. And those are the quick wins or the low hanging fruit where you've got executive sponsorship, you've got low cost, high benefit. Uh, by definition, if it's low cost, the data is readily available and there's a, there's a clear path to adoption, which is yet another best practice. Um, you know, you need to design for adoption and consumability, as I refer to it. Uh, AI can be the easy part, or data science can be the easy part, but you need to make sure you're thinking about the user interface, the user experience, the actionable insight that the user is going to take. Uh, and then a couple more that come to mind. One is to have a balanced roadmap. It's not just about the AI. You need to have a balanced roadmap across use cases, the business use cases for AI, the data aspects or the data work stream, and then also the governance. Data transformation can be needed for, for 90% or more of these use cases. And so you just have to make sure that you take that into account, but the use cases can actually help fund or pay for the data transformation because data transformation can be very costly. And then last but not least, we're big fans of what we've referred to as parallelism which is I've worked with clients in some cases where when I first talk to them, they say, hey, our data is a mess. We need to fix our data first, then kind of get into the business intelligence or insights and visualization improvements. 
and then we'll do more AI. We're not, that is not advised. We believe you need to do all of those things in parallel and just have an aligned, balanced roadmap because otherwise, you know, competitors will get ahead or, you know, for, for federal health, obviously, you may not have competitors per se, but you want to maximize value to the business. So you need to be tackling all of those areas. So hopefully that's helpful. So what are some examples of low hanging fruit, as you say, in the healthcare space? Well, healthcare is an extremely wide space. So low hanging fruit is really going to be variable. It's going to vary from one institution to another and from one industry segment to another. Um, but per our prior conversation, data may be readily available for one institution to solve a given problem while significant data transformation or augmentation may be needed at, another, at a different organization that's trying to solve the same problem. That being said, across this industry, we have seen low-hanging fruit use cases in fields such as a drug adherence and conversion, uh, medical imaging analysis, like for example, disease identification using patient medical records, also detecting diseases and contamination in the food supply chain. Those would be some examples. And so how is AI used in helping patient drug adherence prediction? So using predictive models, similar to what insurance companies have done for years, we can analyze the patient journey from prescription to conversion and adherence, or even discontinuation in some cases, looking at factors such as age, insurance status, and the drug provisioning process. Drug providers can understand the root causes of discontinuation and better assist patients in adhering to their prescriptions by adjusting various factors, including costs, billing methodology, and the prescription workflow. Generally, healthcare providers have a wealth of patient information that's readily available. Also, another one that comes to mind is, is chatbots, you know, for having more effective method, a more effective method of patient engagement so that they are, you know, so that they are adhering to their prescriptions, for example. Okay, and how is AI helping in the detection of diseases in the food supply? Many examples, um, Marianne, but uh, one is detecting chlorosis in the soybean supply. That's just one example that comes to mind because my group at Capgemini has done this. Chlorosis is a deficiency in chlorophyll, which can lead to crop death. Historically, the only way to accomplish this is through a manual visual inspection of crops, which is time consuming and reactive in nature. But using geospatial imagery and geologic features such as soil type, topography, and acidity, AI can be used to predict rather than just detect the risk of chlorosis given these features and crop types, etc. This can be extended to the prediction of disease outbreaks such as E. coli based on environmental factors as well. Uh, another example is geospatial mapping. Image analytics can be used to automatically detect things like terrain features, such as roads, utility poles, trees, obstructions that can better assist in a large scale planning and maintenance of crop supplies. And again, some of these use cases may resonate with the audience. Some of them may not, depending on kind of the industry segment that you're in. But I guess for this, for this discussion, I would just leave you with the fact that there are literally thousands of potential AI use cases in the healthcare industry and a prioritized list of these logical use cases for AI from quick wins to transformational yet challenging use cases 
is going to be very different from one organization to the next. However, these differences are nothing to be afraid of. You just need to apply a proven method. You know, and for example, our group at Capgemini definitely has done this many, many times with clients. You need to apply a proven method, starting with the innovation ideation aspect of just recognizing that we're limited by our own creativity and really thinking about how AI could be applied in your in your in your industry or your business. Then prioritization of these use cases based on the broader data, AI, and analytics ecosystem that you have. For, exa- for example, what data is available, what data isn't available, what new data sources do you need, et cetera. Thank you for listening. For more podcasts by G2 Exchange Media, please visit www.bethealthit.com and look for the podcast section at the top of the page. Music by Jam Studio, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated.